0: A lot of people still unknowingly think the gym is this very intimidating place they just imagine something big dark and scary when they come in and they see that you got a very welcoming place then it changes their mind you're gonna only get a certain amount of people to come in for a challenge for a trial for a program and then there's gonna be people that just want to come in and see it and make sure it's not this big scary dungeon so when you have workshops when you have health and fitness fairs when you have just a reason to walk in then it works in your favor because it just breaks that initial wall down of fear
1: the problem that i see season is everyone only wants to put in the effort if they know it's going to be a home run and they're going to get 100 people in tomorrow. These are all things that might be five people a month type of activities on some of these things, but five people a month times five times 10 times 12 that could literally make your entire year. That could be the difference of taking home six figures or breaking even. Welcome to the fitness empire podcast. Podcast where we show gym owners how to dominate their competition and build a massively profitable fitness business. Dustin and Matt collectively own 12 gyms and have a combined 30 years of experience in the fitness industry. They're here to help gym
0: owners create an empire of impact and income.
1: All right, here's one that will work really well. Um, I've done it with schools. But again, if I was a local small business owner, I would be trying to do this four times a year in in different aspects, which would be doing the, like infiltrating networks, again, with people that have who I want, but using it under a fundraiser perspective. So you're gonna go with the giving hand. Everybody and their brother wants to raise money for something. Schools always wanna raise money. sporting events booster sports boosters they're always looking to raise money churches always want more money like everybody always wants more money right so how do we go to them with a giving hand and get them to promote our services for us turning them essentially into affiliates and the way you do that is by being able to say hey uh, we have a program where we work with so and so we did this with the school system Um, I went to the principal I was like hey what's what's the number one thing that you want to raise money for in your schools? Like, what's the what's the thing that, you know, basically has their heartstrings, the thing they're the most interested in uh-huh. that they want to see succeed? And I'm like, great, here's what we're going to do. We're going to offer X program, right? And we're going to create a a sales page just for your school. And every dollar that goes through that sales page, we are going to donate it back to you, right? So... Not only is it going to help your teachers get healthy and fit, but it's also going to raise money for, for that program. So, all that's required is you need to send out, you know, I think we said you got to send out like three emails to, to the list, right? To, your, to wow. your teachers, but also to the community. So, anyone that um, a lot of them won't blast out to like their, their uh, parent list and all that stuff, but some will. And if they're really passionate about doing that, right? Hey, we have a partnership with so and so. It's for a very limited time. It raises money for this cause. Dah dah dah. dah. All you need to do is go here, pay, and all the money's gonna go back to 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 this cause. Right. Um, so we got it was two summers ago, we got 30 teachers on average per school to to come on board, which again, like that is the the network. But it was a crazy offer, it's like the whole summer for like ninety seven dollars or something like that. It was yeah, it was a crazy offer. Um, but the reason why it worked well at that time is because teachers are off of school as well and they're ready to commit to, to being healthy and fit. So basically they got the summer for super cheap uh, to be able to come in. We raised a lot of money for, for causes at those schools and they remember those things, right? But churches yep. are always looking to, to raise money. So it'd be very easy to go to them. Sports boosters are always looking to raise money for their sports. You could go to the individual sports if you wanted to Um, but they just have less of a, they have a more active list in the sense of like everyone they're going to communicate is really wants that sport to raise a lot of money. So you're going to get, I would say more motivated leads because it's directly influencing something that they care about. And then like sports boosters is going to be like pretty much everybody. Right. But with that, they're going to email out. They're going to send out the text messages. They're going to do go directly to your consumer And you just get to look like the hero inside of that. So I would, on a quarterly basis, look at seasonally who would benefit from this type of offer and then go find somebody to go be your mouthpiece. So if you did that once a quarter, that that would be massive. You can also do this type of promotion with businesses. So this would be like, I would say a different category, but you can go to local businesses and say, hey, every person that, Like you decide whatever it is, but with that, you can also include a free month of our services with the purchase of any program that you do. So you could go to businesses and enhance their offers, right? So you go to them and say, hey, everybody that purchases, you know, a massage at your business, you can include a free month of our services included, right? That's a $200 value for your $150 massage. Right, so that's a way that the, the business can look freaking awesome and generate referrals, but who's gonna go pay for a $150 massage? Probably somebody that can afford a $150 massage. Probably somebody who can also afford your membership, right? So what are the luxury services that people provide? Going to doctor's offices, physical therapists, we've done that too, where you go to them, who has your ideal client? So, like, who? What type of doctor would you want? You'd probably want like somebody that deals with weight loss, overweight patients that they know that they need to work out. So, it's being able to go to them like, hey, because you came in today, we're also going to throw in a free month of da 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 da. Or if they get a certain type of service, physical therapists. When clients are done with their physical therapy services, they want them to go do personal training or some type of mm-hmm. like working out like be able to be the person that they refer to and make it super easy. So, hey, by completing our program, we're also gonna throw in a free month over here. It's a $300 value and you you get it for free, right? So again, your ideal clients, who's got them, those are a few ways to infiltrate their network, but you're going with a giving hand. You're not asking them to sell anything for you. You're giving your services and making them look like the hero and making them look really good. And guess what? There's no one in the world that doesn't like to look really good. So that is an easy way to go with the giving hand. Again, either once a month or once a quarter, try to build it up. Now imagine if you have four doctor's offices now referring to you. Now you have multiple physical therapists referring to you. So month after month, quarter after quarter, as you build these things up, they start to, to compound. And if I was a local small business owner, I would like think about leverage. You do it once and it compounds. Yes. Right. You can also like create a referral network for them too. Like, hey, every person you refer to me, I'll give you a hundred bucks. Right. So you could also just go, it's pretty much transactional. Here's a page for your business, and everyone you refer and purchases then I will give you the money that they they purchase because I'm getting a free lead essentially, right? And they get paid. So that is another way of giving them what they want as well. Where it takes effort for you is you're gonna to have to wanna to create a different sales page or a coupon code for every single different business for them, but ideal world is if you can make a page that's for every business and everyone you do Interaction. You only have to create it once, and all you need to do is clone in or duplicate the page and change an image or a little bit of the copy for each place, and then you have a different URL. But with that, that stuff compounds and makes a massive difference over time. The problem that I see, Dustin, is everyone only wants to put in the effort if they know it's going to be a home run and they're going to get 100 people in tomorrow. Yes. These are all things that might be, you know, Five people a month type of activities on some of these things, but five people a month times five times 10 times 12 (laughs) times 15, like that could literally make your entire year. That could be the difference of taking home six figures or breaking even. That's what we're talking about, right? Like, but there's no guarantee and sometimes they don't work very well. And we hang on to the, sometimes it doesn't work very well, it's not worth the effort, I'm just gonna not try. <laughs> and then you're gonna miss the gold.
0: And you never know, this might work better for you than even paid media. Like there's uh, one Jim I was talking to, he's, he's been in business eight years, he's never ran a Facebook ad, and he had really strong numbers, but he was definitely a schmoozer. He was out in the, in the community being heavily involved and that was just his way of you know marketing and adding value to his business so he he enjoyed it and so me and Matt are very like open to that different strokes for different folks like some people might lean on digital marketing cuz they're a little bit more introverted and this is uncomfortable but you know if your cost per lead is going up if you've been really hitting ads hard if you feel like you need to shake things up again there's going to be people you're going to touch that are not on Facebook there's people who just don't like spending time on there or they don't they don't go there very often and there's just like a whole like Matt, we said at the beginning you're a local small business so there's only so many people within a five to seven mile radius you know a high amount of them are on Facebook but you're you're leaving a lot of business out the, on the table by not going out and engaging with people face to face so and there's uh,
1: not as local small business the world that doesn't want to grow their business yes <laughs> help uh, each other
0: so I'm going to hit another one, and this goes with this whole theme of local businesses, and that is create a local podcast. Maybe you're not trying to top the charts and be the next, you know, Andy sale with Real AF, but by creating a local podcast, you can rub shoulders with business owners because now you have an excuse to meet with them. You can say, hey, I, w- I, su- I see what you're doing. I love your business, and I would love to put you on my podcast as a guest, put you on a pedestal, make them feel like a million bucks, ask them their story. You know you're pretty much gonna get some free coaching too you get to hear how they grew their business and and you know what do they do for marketing what's their sales process how do they what are the struggles of their industry so you get to get you know free coaching by being around them but this is a ninja tactic because there are a few owners who took action on this and it is working really well for them you have to record your podcast at your gym live you know if you're at home and they're at home and you're both on zoom you kind of miss a big opportunity and that is getting them through your doors. Again, this is a high net worth individual. If you are doing this with people in the, in the chamber of commerce, business owners, is to get them through your doors in a non-intimidating, non threatening way. And so even if you set up your office as a makeshift podcast room or you set up some chairs with some nice lighting out on the workout floor, but the point is to get them into your gym because now they're not ever feeling like I'm being pressured to work out. But now that they're looking around, they're like, this place doesn't seem so bad. I thought gyms are like these scary dungeons and you, you're pretty friendly. And you know, like everything here seems pretty positive. And Oh, look at that transformation photo. I I, know what I actually been meaning to, to, you know, get healthy and then boom, you can make them an offer at the end of the podcast. You say, Hey, that is my gift to you for being a guest. I want to offer you a free month. I want to offer you, you know, 10 sessions, you know, for training, whatever, you know, you want to provide them. But the the you know the, the con of this is it is time and, and money investment and not only organizing the podcast and filming with them but then chopping it up and editing it because one of the things you want to definitely do is give them three to five one minute clips that they can post on their social media so you can now take their audience over to you and get eyes on it And you know, if you don't, if you don't have those skills or anybody in your team doesn't have those skills, like you can get really inexpensive help on a website called Fiverr. And so it's F I V E R R are two R's fiverr.com. You can get somebody to chop this up pretty inexpensive, like one episode, probably 30 bucks or below, like to do a one episode edit. And so if you're not going for volume where you're going to do one a week, maybe you even just do one a month. That's fine. Because, you know, as Matt said, this is a compounding game. You know, if you you met with 12 business owners a month and you got their audience to to listen to your podcast and you're now contributing to the local businesses um, by providing content and then, you know, also sharing the background story. A lot of us drive by these businesses. We don't even know the owner. We don't even know their background story. It's cool. Everybody loves origin stories. So when you do that with the local market, that makes you an authority. Now you're the authority of authorities. And then the other way you can use this that we've used and it worked well for us is we also between episodes with local businesses, we actually interviewed clients and we wanted them to be on there. And basically we used that as a double whammy. It was to make them feel like a million bucks, put their story on a pedestal. But then we chopped up what they said about us when they would talk good about us and we'd take a clip and now I'd run that as an ad. And so I'd have a clip of a client saying like, I tried a lot of other gyms, but nothing worked until I joined you guys. Thank you, clip, put it on a Facebook ad and just say, who else you know wants to sign up, right? And so that's where you can make this bod- podcast a double whammy. You're talking to local businesses and your clients and you're creating just endless content um, for your social media. So
1: Matt, thoughts on that one? I think that's obviously like, I would say like for the average gym owner, that's probably gonna be the most time intensive and in, in, in out of the wheelhouse. I wanted to start there. Um, also, the other thing to think about is like, if you're not good on video, I would probably not do that, uh, right away. Right. Because it's going to expose you, uh, and maybe not such a, such a great way. So just know your strengths too. So part of this too is like, yes, we want to get you out of, I'm an introvert. Like if I can hide behind a computer and, and make sales, I would do that all day long. Right. So with that though, you got to be decent on camera because like, 60 30 minutes 60 minutes you can fake a couple minutes but you're not going to fake 30 to, to 60 minutes so with that though like make sure that you're the right type of personality to be doing that but that would be massive the other angle that you could do is if you're going from like being a healthy aspect is you could actually go to businesses like local restaurants and find the most healthy items on their menu or whatever it may be. So like being able to still take the local helping local businesses and then they're gonna promote that, right? So like you could go find a place that has the healthiest food items of like, hey, how to eat in X town and and stay, you know, stay healthy, right? And and be able to to leverage that. So those are some things that I would hope any gym owner could could ultimately do. But I would say like that's kind of the once you exhaust a lot of the stuff that we're doing, then then be able to go to the podcast realm because I feel like from a skill set standpoint, that is like the highest level of skill set to to execute and probably a little bit higher higher cost, right? You gotta get video, you gotta get it edited, you gotta get it posted. So I feel like that's super high friction for the average person. But it's like if you can do it you can definitely hit a home run with it.
0: Yeah, very, very good point. So I'm glad you brought that up. All right, so now we'll go into one that is a little bit more for the introvert. And that is to use something you probably know really well, and that's Facebook. But I'm gonna show you a sneaky corner that most people are not leveraging. And that is local Facebook groups. So you you probably started a group for your members, but I would encourage you to find a group that is just local people either talking about news in the community or buying and selling stuff. Um, you know, those groups exist in every town. So you want to show up and be the fitness authority in there and post two to three times a week. And you can come in and just drop a fat loss tip. You could drop a recipe. You could drop a client case study. Um, if you do have a PDF you want to give away, if you're doing some sort of webinar, if you do have the podcast and you want to like shout it out in there, but basically it's free eyeballs. And how, how great is this? It's like, you know, shooting fish in the barrel. Like you got 10, 20, 50,000 local residents all collected into this group. You just got to get their attention and you got to get on their eyes, right? And so something to pay attention to in these groups is when do you see the most activity? I wouldn't suggest posting in there at noon or 2 p.m. People are at work. It's probably not. I tended to find it's the evening. I tended to see even late, late evening. I'm talking past 7 p.m. till 9 or 10. I saw the most activity in these groups. And so there were, I mean, before Facebook ads, like one of the ways I grew my gym is I would literally post in these groups every night around seven or eight. I would just ask a question like who wants to work with a trainer three times a week? Who wants to lose 20 pounds? I would get a bunch of comments. I would DM these people and book them on my calendar the next day. My whole calendar was full and I would call them and sell those people. And then that night I would post again. And that was like how I grew my first gym. No paid ads, just hustle muscle in Facebook groups. It doesn't work as good these days because well, back then, i oh, Facebook was the only social media. Now everyone's spread out across multiple channels and there's not as many engaged Facebook groups. Who knows? You might have a different one, but I would definitely go and explore and find some. And if there isn't one, create it, right? Be the Be the leader in the community and just call it, you know, your city healthy living or something of that nature or you know trainer fat loss secrets of your city and just start inviting locals into the group and you know grow it i've even ran ads to to our group to grow it but be in there and you know like the con is you do have to be a person creating content because you can't go in there and not really have anything to say like you have to have tips you gotta have you gotta come in with authority you gotta weigh in if there's something going on in you know um pop culture you can then bring it in there as a conversation starter. Uh, but I know one owner that brought something that was like a really controversial thing about you know health. I think it was like that new pill that Ozepic, I don't know how to say it, but they weighed in on it. They got 300 comments. And so like every time you come in, if you're the person that creates conversations around health or fitness, or you give free tips, I guarantee you're going to get DMs because you came with value first. And that's how you guys see is the theme of all these talks. Like everything we're saying to do, it's giving and then you know you'll get down the road and and so this is a way to show up in your local community so again you can hide from your phone you can hide from your laptop you can meet find you know local people and i would even say as a final ninja tactic search in the search bar in the group the word gym trainer fitness because somebody has probably posted you know ISO is short for in search of ISO trainer um you know i need to lose weight or ISO what's the best gym in town or I'm trying to find, you know, a, a gym, where are you guys at? And everybody's commenting, but if they haven't found one, you could come in and you could, you know, make them an offer or DM them, right? So like, those are some hidden ways to find leads. And so again, it's just unconventional stuff, guerrilla marketing, um, and it, it, it is a great, it's something we teach all of our sales reps to do at gym reinforcements, because we say, hey, if the leads are not coming in on the ads, like we can't just sit around and do nothing. This is a great way to spark conversation and go find new leads and be able the best salespeople can generate their own leads. They don't need to be fed leads. Like, and that's what, what, you know, I want to share this one with you guys so you know how to do it as well. Uh, but yeah, Matt, you, you want to so share that one?
1: One thing to think about infiltrating local Facebook groups is they teach this in the digital marketing world for uh, people trying to sell whatever they, they want to sell, is they say, hey, infiltrate these groups, add value to the groups, Right. Um, Um, so one of the things to think about though, but then they're like, Hey, make sure your Facebook, um, what is it? Your, your banner or whatever it may be, actually think of it as a sales ad as your banner. Right. So if you, if you go to Dustin's stuff, it's like, we help gyms get blah, 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 blah. Right. So if Dustin was providing value in a, a group to gym owners, right. Inside of a group of gym owners and he was commenting and he was, you know, providing value to people like, who's this Dustin Bogle guy? And they're like, oh, he's got this gym, this this business called Gym Reinforcements, and they help, oh, I need help with that. Let me talk to Dustin about that, right? So he's not going in and necessarily pitching. So some of these groups where you're going to get in trouble is if you go for the direct to the throw asking. A lot of that stuff's getting denied. Some groups, it's a free-for-all, and you can do whatever you want. But some of them, you're going to have to be ninja, and you can't just go straight to like, hey, I'm looking for you know females 40 plus that want to lose 20 pounds in the next 12 weeks some you can some you can't um so one of the things that i find um easy to do to start getting questions is just going in for example i was looking at i have a fifteen thousand square foot building and i'm looking for ideas of new businesses to put in here to to fill my building so i went into the um, local group and i said hey what type of local businesses would you love to have in this area, right? And you get freaking like, it was like, hey, I'm doing research. Just curious what you guys' thoughts are. What business would you love? Um, I think I got like, it was like 150 comments, right? Like just a lot. So with that, the angle that you could go with is like asking questions about fitness. Hey, what's the number one thing you struggle? I'm doing some research right now. What's the number one thing that you struggle with with your health or staying consistent with with diet and exercise? Because what can happen is ever in that comments, now you can start a conversation with that person if you wanted to, right? So you could do the raise your hand that I need help. Like that works and that's great. But in the groups that you can't, you're gonna need to get a little bit more creative of how do I create a current, like start a conversation and lead it towards actually being able to, to help them, right? So if somebody was like, hey, what's the number one thing that you struggle with staying consistent with your nutrition plan? Or what's the number one thing that you struggle with staying consistent with your workouts? Or like, what's the reason why you don't go to a gym? Or what's the reason why you're inconsistent when going to a gym? Or um, in a perfect world outside of price, what would you want a gym to offer? Like you can do all kinds of stuff under the guise of like, I'm doing research, would love your opinion, da, 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 da. And then you can slide into their DMs as they like to say and and just be able to like cuz it it's really the raising like if they're saying hey I struggle with X Y and Z you know like now they're they're raising their hand and showing that that they're interested the only reason they're actually commenting is because it is a problem and a struggle for them and you potentially have the solution to the problem so make it easy for people to raise their hand and say I have a problem and then make it easy for you to be the solution to the problem. You're going to get a lot more engagement, right? So versus direct solicitation, you're still kind of, because direct solicitation, you're looking for people that want to lose 20 pounds in the next, 12 weeks? And also a lot of people don't want to like say that in the group, right? Like it's kind of embarrassing for them. So going a little bit more indirect, you'll, you'll get a lot more benefit. I always find, and I don't know about you, is I always look at like what are the, the biggest marketers in the world doing and then going, how do you apply that tactic at a local level? Mm -hmm. And uh, that always works really well for me because I'm not that smart. (laughs)
0: Well, I mean,
1: here's another thing that I would say
0: is definitely like a side tip, but it it applies to what you're saying here, Matt. It, It blows my mind that how many gym owners post zero content about the business they own on their main profile and how many lack of friends they have on their Facebook so like at the peak of me owning six gyms I was maxed out with 5,000 friends that were all either members to my gym or locals who live near one of the gym I pretty much pimped out my Facebook and I was just like this thing is here for one purpose and that is to grow the business I'm not here to like keep up with my cousins or whatever like I'm here to just grow the business and my profile allows me to do that so guys a side tip within this is You should be friending every member at your gym. You should be friending every trial member at your gym. And you should be friending every person who comments on these posts that Matt was just saying, because what is easier and more cost effective, we're talking about guerrilla marketing, unconventional ways to to grow your business. Then every time you post immediately, you're on 5,000 feeds just at any time you want to do it. And then imagine if you got your whole team to friend 5,000 locals and max out their profiles. Again, I'm thinking that they should have their company profile, they shouldn't do it their personal. We don't want to you know take people's personal profiles and turn them into work. But then if they friended 5,000 people and you guys were all sharing about a big promotion, how much more easier is it to fill up your challenge, your trial, your program because you have this just you know on-demand ability to market to people locally? and it's just such a simple way so like one of the ways we do it like so we got people who do lead nurture at our gyms and one of the rules we have is on our spreadsheet when we sell somebody or you know even a lead comes in they have to go find their facebook and they have to link it in the spreadsheet and so it's the you know the blue highlight thing and so basically our team leaders come in once a week and they just go down all the links and they friend everybody and that's how we systemize it because that's the biggest thing i guess like when do i do it how do i do it just find a system that works for you where you are going to be fed all the links or you're going to go in and find all the newest people in your gym and you're going to search their name and then friend them all. And so again, it's the one way you'll get on a lot of feeds very easy. If you post on a page, Facebook has even admitted they only show it to 10% of the people who've liked your page. So you got a thousand likes, a hundred people see when you post there, where your profiles, they said it's more like 60%. But there's a way that you fall off of people's feed and it's when they stop engaging with you. So if they don't like or comment, that's why we have as people who make content, you got to make good content. If they just stop liking, they stop commenting one day you just disappear off of their feed, even though you're friends as because the algorithm notices you're not engaged with this person's post. So put them good content, put up fun content, you know, asking people to comment, asking people to like, because you're basically keeping them on your feed. And then, you know, uh, essentially, uh, that that's something you can teach to your team too to amplify it so it's kind of a tip within a tip is max out your friends list if i don't know why any gym owner would not have five thousand friends in their local town of their ideal customers it just doesn't make sense like every gym owner should be doing that <laughs> hey gym owners are you looking to take your business to the next level well i wanted to let you know we have open enrollment now for the fitness empire mastermind where we give you everything you need to grow your business we have done for you marketing campaigns we even have team trainings where we train your team members for you and we have a ton of done for you assets and resources and it's all inside the fitness empire mastermind we have weekly coaching calls as well so you can talk to me or matt directly And it's a lot different than this podcast where it's just a one-way conversation. We're just talking at you. Well, in the mastermind, we can actually exchange dialogue and we can help you grow your business. And the best part is you get a one-on-one call with him or myself every single month so we can help you to outline your attack plan to grow your business. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, go to fitnessempiremastermind.com to apply. Not all gym owners are gonna be a good fit. I just wanna call that out now because we need you to be at a certain level to be able to take action on what we teach. And also we got to make sure you're good for the culture within our mastermind. We're very protective that only positive and coachable owners join the program. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, go to fitnessempiremastermind.com
1: to apply. And then one, one tip to the wise on this though, is then understand who your audience is at that point, right? So if you are trying to use your Facebook group to then target local residents, like put content out that resonates with them, that provides value to them and doesn't turn them off. Yes. Like don't now turn into a success guru and tell people what they need to do to be successful and how to live their life and talk down to, to people and then post shit about politics and post stuff about stuff that's going on in the world. Like now you will turn off that audience. So know your audience at that point, know what you're using the tool for. And what Dustin really just said is I'm turning Facebook into a marketing tool. That's, he's just using a tool. So you need to know your audience. You need to know how you're utilizing the tool and uh, how to not actually have it backfire. Because if you start doing some of the other stuff, It's going to backfire against you and you're going to be like, why am I not, why is my marketing not working so well? Why isn't what they just said not working? It's because you're now not appealing because when you're a local small business owner, so at a national level, they tell you to be polarizing. Like as a local small business owner, you do not want to be polarizing because you will piss off 50% of your marketplace with one post and hurt your business. Yes. So you gotta know what game you're playing. You gotta know what, what you're trying to do and how to utilize the tool. So just, just realize that once you go all in on that strategy, like go all in on the strategy. Don't try to play both games. Love it. All right, Matt, you got another
0: one on your list you wanna share? Yes,
1: and this one this one's pretty easy. Um, again, we wanna infiltrate people, come with the giving hand, and how do we get them to, to promote our stuff? So one of the things that you can look at is doing a monthly giveaway with the business. So a monthly business giveaway, partner with a local business, go buy a gift card to their business, at least $100 or more. Don't be a cheap ass, $25 is not gonna do anything, right? So $100 or more. I find if you can be over 200, it makes these types of things work really, really well because it's not just a normal thing that they can be getting. So again, it's like, oh my God, it's 200 bucks but how do we turn this into money? So you're going to go there, you're going to buy a gift card, and then what you're going to do is you're going to create a giveaway. Either you can do it as an opt-in or you can do it as what I call a viral post. How do we make a post go viral? So with that, you can say, hey, this month we've partnered with so-and-so. We're going to be giving away a $200 gift card to their business. To enter to win, all you need to do is like and comment or like and tag three friends and then what you want that business to do is you want them to go to their audience and say hey so and so Jim they're doing a a giveaway for a $200 gift card we know you guys love us so all you need to do to be entered to win is go to their post like it and tag three friends or like it and comment and you're going to be entered to win blah 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 so they're taking their audience and moving it to you Right. So now everybody that comments or likes it, you could message those people and start a conversation. Hey, thank you so much for, for, for liking our post. What do you currently do for workouts? Or what do you currently do? Or, Hey, everyone that likes and comments, we're actually offering you two weeks free at the gym. Would you like to take advantage of it? Right. So there's many angles that you can now take this, this thing and be able to do that. So, that's what i would do or you can turn it into an opt-in anytime i can turn somebody into um, my audience that i own to my email list that's my preferred method of doing things so like hey we're giving away a gift card go here and opt in All Right. so it depends on what you want your strategy to be but now you're going to drive their traffic to your stuff you could even run ads to that like hey we're doing a giveaway for 200 dollars to blah 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 right like go here enter to win um, and then you can enhance it too. You can be like, hey, everybody that enters wins. is also gonna be entered to win a free month at, at our gym. And then if you wanted to, you could literally call every single person and say, congratulations, you won a free month. And they come in, right? So again, a lot of times it's just being creative of how do we take this? How do we leverage somebody else's network? And how do we turn them into people walking through our doors um, sometimes as soon as humanly possible? Right. But the biggest thing here would be go there, say, Hey, I want to buy a $100, $200, $250 gift card to your business. Um, And then, you know, ideal world, you would help promote it, but you got to go into this knowing that they might not promote it. Right. Don't be like, Hey, I'm only going to do this if you promote my stuff. Then all you're doing is like you're asking. Right. Um, And just say, Hey, if you're, you know, feel good about it. Like we'd love for you to, to help promote this. It gets more eyeballs on that. Um, And then if you have no money and you're like, really have no money, you can go to them and say, Hey, every month we do this. It helps bring people in and get eyeballs on, on your business. Would you be willing to donate a hundred to $200 gift card? Yes, Right. To, to do this. And then we'll highlight your business this month. So if you don't have money and you're like, don't feel like, I don't know. I don't know if the strategy will work. You could go to them and ask them to to fund the gift card because um, the, the gift card for them brings customers through the door. They spend money. So there is advantage, but you're now giving them th- your audience. And that's where you need to lead to them too is, hey, I'm giving you my audience and all it takes for you to get my audience is a $200 gift card. So that is a really good ninja tactic that again, local small business, but don't go to like places that they don't have your customers, yeah. right? So sometimes we make a mistake of going, going to a small business and trying to partner with people that don't even have your customers. It's like, yeah, don't do that. So it's the same thing as Dustin saying, hey, don't go to a place that's blue-collar workers that think that they already work out. Don't go to a place that can't afford your services and the people that frequent that business are not the people that you want being your customers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We don't, we don't want to run a company challenge at the 99 cent store. Like we're not going <laughs> to, we're not, not going to get any customers out of that. Um, but yeah, I love, I love that tip. There's a couple ways you can use those gift cards. You could use them in your ads. Another way we've done it also is as attendance, like a challenge for your members where you can say, Hey guys, everybody who runs or does three workouts this week, you're in a raffle to win a gift card to local massage place local smoothie place local you know chiropractor and you know you can give them to your members internally um and you know basically use them that way as well but yeah i love that that way one thing that i've learned as a tip is like let them know you're coming because if you walk in cold and they're busy or the manager owner's not on on premises like now you got to come back we try to message them on Facebook or Instagram and say, Hey, we'd love to come in and buy some gift cards. And we also wanted to see if you'd be open to an idea of working together, you know, like is a manager or owner going to be around Thursday, you know, 10 AM or something. So that way you get the most bang for your buck in terms of time. So, you know, kind of just tell them, you know, you're coming in to spend money that's going to go over better than can I throw flyers on your desk and make a big mess and make it look all, you know, just like janky, like, come in with value like we're going to spend money in your business and now they'll they'll definitely be more receptive to you so again health fitness beauty type of sector is where you're looking massage therapist chiropractor hair salon tanning salon like who's all in that world med spas even like who's in that world of health fitness and beauty that you know would easily work with you and you guys aren't competitive you you can kind of like complement each other right
1: yeah the next one that I have is charity workout events. So again, every local area has different causes, different different things that the, that area will rally around and be excited about. But what you want is that charity to promote what's happening, right? Because the goal with some of these things is like, you don't wanna have to spend a ton of money to promote these things. You wanna be able to infiltrate their network. So you can host charity events, these are things though, like you can't do like a charity event every month. Like you could do like one a quarter, make it relevant, but be able to host a charity event at your location, right? And then all the proceeds of people coming in are gonna go towards um, whatever it may be. So you could do a workout event. You could just do a, just a workout. Like when I say workout event, like almost like a um, a cool event where there's prizes and there's like points and there's teams and there's competition competitions the word I was looking for. Um, I've seen a lot of gyms utilize that where they do like once or twice a year, they'll do like a cool competition and all the money goes to a certain charity, which gets more people interested, which gets more PR on it. But obviously then those locations, because what ends up happening at these charity events, a lot of people that are other gyms, like clients at other gyms, go there for the day. So one of the hardest things to do is to get somebody to leave their gym and walk into another gym um. so being able to do that and then what you can do on the back end just saying hey because you came in for this great cause you can then give them a free trial pass or some type of awesome offer that they can take advantage of because guess what it's people that work out and who do you want at your gym people that probably work out so those are just some angles that you can look like the hero you can look like the good person and So much of being a local small business owner is how do I position myself as I give a shit about my community and I give back. So create these events to do that. And then when you do good and then you can position that with how do I also get clients? That's where awesome stuff starts to happen. It just takes you being creative. All
0: right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to throw one more into the hat here and it's, definitely similar in terms of having an event in your facility and that's a health and fitness fair this is something we do annually and now you've made all these relationships so going back to that chamber of commerce idea you got relationships with local hair salons chiropractors massage therapists smoothie shops like people who are in that health and fitness kind of mindset and you can now invite them to your gym for a health and fitness fair so you kind of look like the authority because you're the one organizing this We tell them that we normally charge $200 a booth, but because they're a great partner, we're gonna give it to them for free. We go to our local party place and we rent the the tables and chairs so they don't have to bring anything except literally the tablecloths and all their setup. And we basically just make a perimeter around the gym. And so you want this to be a big deal. You wanna create noise about this on social media. And the good part is all of the people who are coming as guest vendors, they're promoting on their social media. So you get more audiences you know, if you've got 10, 12 vendors think they're all posting on their social media, that's a lot of noise and their place they're pointing them to is your address. And it's a non-intimidating way to get them into the gym. You're not pressure them to work out. They're just literally going to come in and just collect a bunch of stuff and walk around and kind of see everybody's offerings. But to really take it to the next level, you even want that street visibility. So I encourage people, if you're doing this, there's got to be balloons outside your front door. You got to have a jump house. You know, if you're customers like mine middle-aged women and and parents we want to have stuff for kids to do too to keep them busy so mom and dad could go around and kind of talk to everybody so we'll have face painting we'll have jump house we'll have you know like prizes that we give away every vendor will donate one prize uh, as the only thing we ask for them you know to waive their like their their booth fee and so we have a big table where we put all the prizes and then every 15 minutes whoever's the host, you know, you want someone from your team or you as the gym owner to be the host, you get on the mic and you basically draw a winner every 15 minutes. So now it's encouraging people to stay the whole length of the event. I found two to three hours to be the sweet spot. I think if you run it too long, people get burned out. And there's just this weird period where there's like not a lot of people there. And now the vendors are like antsy to lean, but they also don't want to be disrespectful and pack up early. So two to three hours is just enough time and plenty of people stay the whole time because they want to see if they're going to win a prize and they don't they never want so you also need someone in charge of handing tickets to everybody and that way they have a way to win so literally just showing up can be a a way to earn a ticket right and you can give other ways for people to win tickets but more tickets means more ways for them to win they can even buy tickets you could say it's a dollar to buy more you get one for free but it's a dollar more to buy more so This is like a a great way to just get a lot of traffic through your gym. And then obviously your gym should have a booth too. You need to promote your business. I've seen some people just be so focused on being the organizer. They'd even set up a booth for their own gym. They just hoped that it's in their facility, that that was going to do a good enough job. No, there needs to be somebody, you know, nice shirt, represent the business, selling people and mentoring your uh, services. And then, you know, the final thing that I I found to be a great way to get people engaged because- you know how it is. People kind of just like stay six feet away from the tables and just kind of peek at what do you got? And they're not going to walk over. So we had a little punch card that if you visited every table, we give you like five more tickets. And so every business owner had to give you a punch or a stamp or a signature. So basically that was our way of forcing them to go and get the pitch from everybody. Go sit through the Kairos pitch, go sit through the massage therapist pitch, because that's what they're all going to do. But we also wanted to coach the business owners and we tell them, the best way to draw people to your table is to have a free giveaway or a game. You know, have a guess the M&Ms in the jar game, have a spin the wheel game. You know, like for us, we even had a battle rope shaking challenge because that's very not intensive for people of all fitness levels. It was like, can you shake the battle ropes 30 times in 30 seconds? It was like 100% of the people passed it. It made them feel good. And then we had them come over and talk and we say, hey, see how you did that? We We do that at our gym. We pick a lot of things you can do instead of a bunch of things you can't do. And so that was like an easy way to get you know our foot through the door and talk with them so this is something you could do annually again it's a great time with new year to do a, a health and fitness challenge it's on everyone's mind we usually run an early spring uh, pre our big spring challenge and so uh you know like a late february early march and that way everybody there is being offered to join the big spring challenge you know that's why we kind of front loaded with that so um obviously the con of this idea is there is a lot of heavy workload and planning it organizing it kind of like gathering up all the, the business owners together on a certain date they're going to be dming you with questions so it's like if you could have an admin or somebody on your staff kind of take it off your plate and run organizing it that'd be best because the downside of this is like it becomes a distraction for you like every dm you're answering from another boner you're not marketing your business. You're not selling somebody. You're not, you know, coaching up your team. So, you you kind of want to pass it off this to somebody else who maybe more enjoys this because for most business owners, this isn't their favorite thing in the world. But it, you could come in with a big vision and then have your team do the execution. You know,
1: Matt, One thing in. to one thing to do with that too is even though you're dealing with business owners, they're also not always the greatest marketers. So providing them marketing resources and assets to promote it. So you can say hey all that's required like I would I would add one more incentive is like hey you need to like we'll waive your boost fee like uh Dustin said hey prizes and the prizes are great cuz that's half of why people probably show up Oh yeah um but then being able to say hey you need to to like send out one email one text and and make a post on your social media, right? So like potentially adding one additional thing to make sure that yes. they're actually promoting it because if now all of them promote it, like it's going to make the event uh so much more effective, right? It's not just your job to promote the event because again, you're trying to everything we're talking about is how do you infiltrate their people? But if they're not communicating out to their people, then we're not infiltrating their people. Right? So uh with that though, I have found the easier we can make it. Like if you're making them have to come up with like, what do I email out? What do I text out? What do I put on my social media? It's like, no, here's the, you can alter the email to your company language, but if you can get them 90% to the finish line where they don't have to put too much time, energy and effort into it, you're gonna get a lot more activity from them. And if you're making them put all the energy and effort into figuring out how to promote this event, like I I would imagine half of them wouldn't do anything. Yes.
0: Yeah, that's a great and then tip. you're
1: gonna be like, why did I even have these these people here?
0: Yeah. Love it. All right. Matt, do you got another one on your end you want to share?
1: Yeah, the last thing, and this is something that we're gonna be looking into, kind of goes back to your idea of like the Taylor Swift of how do I just go to all these places and sing? And you know, we had Jason Phillips on the podcast and he built a seven figure business by being willing to travel anywhere and do a workshop. And pretty much he said if you can get sixty people here, it's free. And then obviously he had a, he had a pitch uh, on the back end. So again, how do we get people into our gyms and kind of taking the same approach, which would be doing workshops at your gyms. And I think where workshops go wrong for gyms is the gym puts the workshop on and they're the star. And pretty much when that happens, people know they're going to get pitched, right? And it's going to be like, eh. So the only people that show up to that shit is is your clients. They show up to, to the topic versus can you go find a local nutritionist or a local expert on the exact problems that your ideal demographic has? So if you target women that are, you know, 40 plus or or moms, like you could find a physical therapist that specializes in pelvic floor exercises. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. if you do a jumping jack and pee yourself, you're probably gonna wanna come to this, right? Like mm-hmm. how many clients, like I don't know about you, but how many clients say, Oh, we call those pee jacks because every time I jump, I, I, I pee myself. Yeah. And that's a underlying problem that no one says out loud, but you know it is an issue. So what are the exact issues that your clients have? And if you can be the host of the workshop, so you're bringing in the guest and you're the host to a workshop that the general public would want to do, it is a backdoor way of getting your ideal demographic into your building, which is the hardest part. Right in a non-sales, like, hey, I'm not here for the gym. I'm not here to, you know, uh, be pitched a membership. I'm here to learn how not to pee myself when I do jumping jacks because that's a massive problem that I have. Like now, you're gonna get a lot of your ideal demographics, and then on the back end again, you go, hey, for coming, we have a free gift for you, right? <laughs> or like you can create a nurture campaign that Dustin talked about for the people that come. Right, It's like, hey, thanks for so much for coming to this, da, 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 da. Here's, you know, for one week only, we're offering a two-week free pass. If you make it unlimited, then uh, there's not really a lot of urgency, right? So I would have like a seven-day follow-up sequence like, hey, last day to take advantage of this offer, da, da, da. So that's how I would leverage that. So you'll be able to get a lot of people in if you can say, hey, we're going to do all the marketing for this event. We're going to get the people in. It's all goodwill to the, to the marketplace. You're not charging for it. You're getting this local, this expert on this topic. So that person gets positioned as an expert. If they want to make like a little bit of a pitch or like, you're like, hey, every person that comes, will give you that lead and you can do whatever you want with the person. Right. Yep. So what would it be worth to you to have your ideal client sitting in front of you? You had 40 of your ideal clients sitting in front of you. What would you pay for that? They would pay a ton of money to do that, right? They get positioned as the authority. You're putting them on stage. You're doing doing the marketing, right? Like that is a huge benefit to that person. So you'd be able to come to them. I'll just go like, what are the top three to five things that our clients suffer from? And who's the expert in the area on that topic? And then create a win-win scenario where they get a lead of their ideal person. And then for you, you're also getting a lead of your ideal person. And it's a marriage made in heaven. You could do that once a month, you could do that once a quarter, right? And all you're doing is providing value to the marketplace and being positioned as that value leader in the marketplace because no gyms are doing that stuff. So that's just another way to like even leverage somebody else's credentials, bring them in and generate leads inside of your locations.
0: Yeah, I hope the big thing that gym owners take from this is that a lot of the ideas we shared were non-threatening ways to get someone to walk in. And so like that is huge because you're going to only get a certain amount of people to come in for a challenge, for a trial, for a program. And then there's going to be people that just want to come in and see it and make sure it's not this big scary dungeon. So when you have workshops, when you have health and fitness fairs, and you have just a reason to walk in and they can be in high heels and a dress because there ain't going to be any working out. It's totally okay. Then it, it works in your favor because it, it just breaks that initial wall down of fear. Because a lot of people still unknowingly think the gym is this very intimidating place. And when they come in and they see that you know you, you got a very welcoming place, then it changes their mind. They, they just imagine something big, dark, and scary. You
1: know? you're, you're building the like, know, and trust factor, right? In a yeah. non intimidating way, in a non salesy, a non buy my stuff. And in a world that's indoctrinated with buy my stuff. How do we build that relationship with them and position ourselves as, as the guide, as the empathetic authority that when they are finally ready to, to lose the weight, change their life, get in shape, all yep. the, all the list of stuff that people want, right? You're the number one option to them because they already know you. They already like you. They already trust you. Um, and the heaviest door, as we always, the heaviest weight in the gym is the front door, Right. So, we've already helped them get past that front door. They already know kind of our gym, so the anxiety of getting started with us is gonna be less and less because they've already been there. There's one thing I want to add because I think we're wrapping this up is who to infiltrate um would be the per- like one of the perfect people uh, I didn't have it on my list, but actually people that sell wedding dresses Damn. like if you talk about like, hey, buy a wedding dress, and like you get uh you know, a free transformation program or free whatever included with that. Those people are the most motivated to look good on planet Earth. I need to fit in this dress and I want to look good and it's the only, this is my day and I want to look fantastic. Imagine if you were a dress, I don't know what they are, like dress uh, places, you sell dresses, you sell wedding dresses, you sell cocktail dresses, you sell whatever it is for, for all those people, like included with a purchase of a dress is a $1,000 transformation program from X gym right? Like, holy cow, you have the best people and they will pay almost anything to look good for their wedding. So that would be another place to, if you got wedding places around you, like that I would be hitting them up with trying to create some type of special offer for their clients. That, that becomes a win-win.
0: It's funny you say that because we literally just had that partnership happen six months ago. She approached us, and so we put a flyer or a poster that says uh, "bridal boot camp," and it, it's literally yeah, the dress and then our program, and we give it to them a significant discount, and then uh, they also can en- enroll their whole bridal party for a discount as well because they you know like once the bride's doing it, then all the bridesmaids they want to get in shape too, and so. They all want to look their best in that dress so uh it's funny you say that because we literally had that happen
1: (laughs) yeah i'm i'm a huge fan of like how do you make the initial start free for them though like if you can right especially if you have upsells on the back end and you can do that like included for for free like whether it's two weeks or a month or whatever it may be um, versus having to sell like a big potentially a big ticket item then they're not like, now they're kind of like, in my opinion, it kind of looks like, oh, I know you're getting something on the back end. Like there's something in it for you to to That's... charge that versus like, if it can be like sneaky free where they can get started and it costs them nothing to get going or X services free and then we can uh, ascend them based on what they, they actually need. Um, for me, that stuff tends to work a lot better because it now makes the the bridal place look like a hero, like yep. even if they don't even know it's like included. Like, hey, by buying this, we've actually created a partnership where we bought your first month of service over here, and you can try it risk free. Most of our clients want to lose weight, so what we actually do as a gift to you is we buy. If you can position it as like they paid for the first month, versus like hey, it's free for their first month, they really look like the hero, and they really look really good, right? Yeah. So that'd just be something to think about from a positioning standpoint, um, to get more people to actually bite and move forward with taking them up on the offer. Love it. All right. Well, guys,
0: if you love today's episode, all about guerrilla marketing, we would love it. If you could give us a a subscribe, give us a five-star review and then tag me and Matt, like pick a screenshot uh, of the podcast and let us know which one you're going to take action on. We just said like, As your guys as advisors, we would just suggest you only do one because I know it's exciting. You hear all these ideas and you want to go nuts and you want to do them all at once. But, you know, again, we've just worked with enough gym owners to see that that rarely happens and it's best if you can just do one and just pace yourself and consistently do it 12 months of the year rather than excited, do one this month and then never do another one after that. Right. So it's like consistency is the game. Just like we preach to our clients. We preach to gym owners. Everything in life all revolves around that. Um, So that's the show. Give us a, a subscribe, give us a screenshot, tag me and Matt, and then write us a review and mean the world to us. See you guys later. Hey, do you need a sales rep to take care of all of your lead follow-up? Well, that is exactly what we do at Gym Reinforcements. We plug a sales rep into your business to do all of the inbound and outbound lead nurture. I'm talking texts, emails, calls, social media DMs. If you or one of your team members is needing to do that every single day and it is draining, then it's time to head it off to me and my team. So if you want to learn more, go to gymreinforcements.com and we'll be happy to grow your business.